what I want to know. Who killed him? Does anybody remember David? You must remember the encyclopedia, Sally. Yeah. Did you ever grow up and there's a knock at the door, there's the encyclopedia, Sally? Yeah, I could never afford it. Okay, I could never afford it. And uh, who else can remember the encyclopedia, Sally? Yeah, okay. Who's seen one lately? You know, come to the door. For, I mean, it was really great because you pay like your $3,000 and you, get, you also get a little bookcase for them and it gets updated. You never ever read it. But it's like, gee, I must be more knowledgeable. And I don't feel guilty if I've got kids because they're going to be really smart because we spent the 3000 bucks. It's like when you at uni you photocopy hundreds of pages and haven't read anything, but you felt like, wow, I'm really researching. <laughs> you know? So they were about 3000 bucks for a set of the Encyclopedia Britannica. Okay. On special, what can you get this Encyclopedia Britannica for today? Two. $238 to see Not on special. <laughs> <laughs> you could pick it up for 50 bucks. Not last year's edition. Oh, yeah. yeah. But the full-blown thing, okay. Two th- and it's got film clips and the whole thing. So overnight, what does Encyclopedia Britannica do? They sack their worldwide sales staff. Because, like, the world had changed. <coughs> and when the world changes, it's like we, we make uh, buggy whips. For, you know, the... Awesome buggies. Well, come around, when was the Ford, first Ford off the assembly line? Somewhere around the beginning of the century, last century. Like, the moment that happens, it's like, well, we can improve these buggy whips. We can discount these. We can give away snake, steak knives with the buggy. But the world has changed. It's moved on. We're finished, you know? There's a small little market for buggy whips, okay? So you think about it. What's changed for the, in our lifetime? How, how has the world changed overnight? Give me an example. Worldwide web. Worldwide web. Yeah, overnight. Everybody now. It's like you don't have a phone number anymore when you do an advertising billboard. You have a, a web address. Yeah. What else has changed overnight? Yeah, film, film is, is sort of... I think some photographers use film, but overwhelmingly people are going to be digital. And, uh, I mean, I don't know, Polaroid probably in big trouble. Because it was all, it's going to be instant. You can print it out yourself. Or I can do that at home on the camera. Okay. What else has changed? Music. Music, yeah. Credit. Okay. So, it's like... You know, in previous generations, probably every generation, the world changed. Now it's sort of every five to ten years. We're living in a different world. So everything about us is going to have to change. Except the heart of our message. Everything else is going to have to change. Otherwise we're going to be, just like this gentleman there, selling encyclopedias door to door. And uh, nobody's interested. Well, here's an example of the world changing. Actually, these guys aren't responding to a changing world. They're changing the world. And this is the... Has anyone heard of the Limelight Film Unit? It was on ABC just the other night, so there's the web address if you want to download the, um, the, the script of, or the transcript of the thing. There's their, their best-known production. You can't see it because of the slide, but it's Soldiers of the Cross. This is a production... By the Salvation Army Film Unit, the first full-time film unit production in the world. 
Okay? This film inspired Cecil B. DeMille's. Maybe you thought, well, wish that hadn't happened. But it did. Back in the 1892, under Joseph Perry's leadership. So they were world leaders in film. The first, it's arguably the first feature film was produced by these guys, Soldiers of the Cross. And uh, they were upstarts. This is a new movement that's sort of a little bit like maybe YWAM was 10 years ago. Nobody, who are these guys? We used to throw fruit at them, beat them up and burn their buildings down because, you know, they let women preach and other things like that. And uh, they had gangs that uh, uh, hide by the breweries because they were sort of into temperance because, you know, drunkenness and stuff, oppressing the poor. And so these gangs beat up the... Instead of the Salvation Army, they were the Skeleton Army. So these were outcasts at one point in our culture. And then one of their saints, Samuel Brengel, he wrote, wrote a book on holiness or something, and he had a saying, no, no brick, no book. Because someone had hit him with a brick and, out, and had really done some serious damage and out of that he you know, gone deeper with God. It's a great... Look, it's better than being disciplined, you know. So these are outcasts. Has anybody seen the film footage, archival footage of uh, shots of Federation when Australia was born as a nation? Anyone seen those little carriages, one or two? Salvation Army was asked by the New South Wales government to film the Federation of Australia. They were the official film archivists of the birth of our nation. So here's a dynamic method. I mean, they were world leaders, not just Australians, but not just Christians, but this upstart movement called the Salvation Army. And they used it. I mean, people were terrified, you know, because they had sort of shots of people getting burned at the stake and lions attacking people and all of that and women would faint and there was crying out in the theatre and then they'd get up and preach and people came to faint all over Australia. It was wonderful. And um, so have a look at that website. Now, in the uh, soon after jo- Joseph Perry left... Uh, the next sort of commander out here was the guy who was the baddie. He was a Scottish Calvinist Salvation Army guy. His name was James Hay. He came out and he just shut the whole thing down. And in the 1950s, they took all the, um, the old film, including the film of all this, and took it to the tip somewhere in Melbourne. So there is a place in Burke Street above, uh, you know, uh, where the Salvation Army used to be, where really the Australian film industry was birthed. And um, so, dynamic methods. We ought to be on the cutting edge. Um, what are dynamic methods? And again and again, you often hear this about new movements. I say, but they're so conservative in theology, but they're so you know radical in their methods. And there seems to be this: what's the core of our belief? But let's reinvent ourselves. Let's change everything about us except what the heart of our message is. We're going to give you what a dynamic methods look like. They're functional. This is not rocket science. Functional means they work. It's a new concept. It's like we do these things because they work. And the things that don't work, we don't do them anymore. You know? Oh, <laughs> well, you try and do that. You're in big trouble in some places. But they're functional. They're flexible. Um, Alpha's a great example of a dynamic method. You know, it works. It doesn't reach everybody, but everywhere I go, I hear stories of people who come to faith 
through the whole Alpha program. Not just the content, but the whole package of relationships and the banquets and the whole thing. But it's flexible. It takes on a life wherever it is, in whatever lo- locale. Um, reproducible. Now this is where, to some degree, um, with the film thing, if it's just one film unit and you know they're sort of very protective of what they're doing, that's not a dynamic method. You know, it will work for a time. But if that film crew had, instead of having someone shut them down and someone said, how can we multiply what's happening here and make it accessible all throughout Australia and the rest of the world so the Salvation Army can continue to pioneer in this area? That's, that's a reproducible method. So can ordinary people take this and go and do it themselves? So it takes on a life of its own. It's reproducible. Minimal. In other words, if our methods are going to change with the times, we're not going to make a huge investment in them. Because the more we're invested in the way we do things now, the harder it is going to be to change in the future. And they're disposable. If it's not working, we take it out the back and we shoot it. It's just like when you eat today, you're going to take on something new. And if your body does not at some point in the next 24 hours expel the old stuff, you're going to poison the new system. So sooner or later, the old stuff has got to go. Not the message. And sometimes we have to help people with that grieving process. Um, but uh, we have to. The, the gospel has to look different in every social group, in every generation, every subculture. Um, it's both the same and it's different. So, it's hard to read it, but flexibility and control are the two words there, just to fill out your diagram. High, low, growing, aging, prime in the middle. What that says up there is that as a movement is in its growth phase, there's high flexibility. Our methods are easily changed, but we're not all that controlled. It's going to be a bit of a mess. It's like a young baby, very flexible, but they fall all over the place. And that's sort of where Forge is somewhere. Maybe not at the beginning of that process, but you like to be on that. So it's mess, but we're also trying a lot of stuff. When a movement is dying and aging, there's high control and low flexibility. And so some of you are experiencing it when you go from Forge back to wherever you've come from. You might feel like we've got high control and low flexibility here. Now at least, you know, I'm not... I'm not easing your pain or changing your reality, but at least as you suffer, you know why. (laughs) As you go towards death, what happens? I mean, you lose your bodily functions and you actually... (laughs) You don't have control anymore. (laughs) You don't have flexibility. That's death, okay? (laughs) Some of us are in that too. And the challenge is, I mean, be at whatever stage you are. If Forge is on the left or your ministry is on the left, enjoy that. Just realise, just because you're changing, you know, uh, every time you change your underwear, you change your ministry model, you know. Just realise, um, you know, that may not have affected. Sooner or later you're going to have to work out what, what methods are working and how we can be intentional about them. And you move towards prime where there's both the optimal level of, of um, flexibility and control. Control in a good sense of coordination. 
Okay, so dynamic movement stay at that, and it, the point keeps moving because you've got to keep changing your methods. You've got to keep. So it's actually a creative tension between sort of being coordinated, being controlled, at the same time being adaptive and changing. So have a look at, at uh, adiz.com for you can download all sorts of stuff about the life cycle concept there. Okay, we're not going to talk about continual renewal. We're not, we've done those five characteristics. I want you, on your own, and then with someone else on your table, to answer the question, what three, out of our time today, what are your three top priorities to go and work on right now? So when you're ready, share that with your neighbour and pray for one another, and we'll be done. Father, we just uh, thank you for the time we've shared together. We thank you that it's ordinary people who change the world because you're an extraordinary God. And uh, Lord, we, um, we don't claim anything for ourselves. We can't put up our hands and say we want to be Patrick or Patricia. But uh, Lord, we want to be a part of what you're doing in the world today. We want to be people who have been transformed and who you use to transform the lives of others. And we want to see something greater than just our individual ministries, Lord. Would you come in power and um, renew your church and transform your church in this land, that it would be uh, the presence and, and the sign of your kingdom, that Australia would, uh, would be touched by the gospel, by the life of Jesus. And uh, Lord, we, we would just love to Make an impact not just for this land, Lord, but for, for the nations, for the world that you loved and, and died for. And we just ask that in your name. Well, it's been great to share with you guys. And uh, I just keep coming back to 16-year-olds who, uh, they don't know God for themselves. And somehow he shows up in all the, the struggle and the pain of life. And uh, rather than blame God, their lives are transformed by the gospel. And they make a difference in their generation. And one of the quotes that sort of, I think, might be on my tombstone is, you know, we, we are going to have all, it's not that one actually, but we are going to have all eternity in which to celebrate our victories. But we have just one brief moment left in which to win them. And uh, so uh, God bless you this week. Have a great week. And it's been good to share with you. Thanks. Thank you.